is the art of charm. Learn everything you need to know to crush it in business, love, and life. Today we're talking again with Kimberly Seltzer. She's our female AOC coach that coaches females as well. We're gonna talk about body image and the definition of confidence, early childhood and societal messages that impact our body image, by the way, for men and women. So if you're a guy, don't automatically tune out on this one. I think there's a lot for both sexes to learn, even if we're gearing this a little bit towards the ladies this time around. We're also gonna talk about childhood, family dynamics, societal messages for women and social media, how to love our body more before you roll your eyes. I ask immediately, but what if we don't? And we're gonna solve that problem or attempt to as well. Understanding our body types, which clothes flatter our figure, and, and some exercises that will help us not only shed old thought processes, but help replace them with newer, healthier ones. So enjoy this one with Kimberly Seltzer, and with that, Welcome back to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best thought leaders, teachers, and exceptional individuals to teach you how to be a top performer in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a curriculum. We may not have all the answers, but we definitely have all the questions. Stay up to date with AOC by signing up at theartofcharm.com or text CHARMED to 33444. We'll send you some of our fundamentals toolkit, topics like body language, nonverbal communication, persuasion, business networking, public speaking, negotiation, and a whole lot more. I also do regular videos with drills and exercises to help you move forward every single week. Got our live programs running here in LA, so if you're interested in coming out for one of those, give us a holler. Phone number's on the website, or just email me, jordan at theartofcharm.com. I also want to encourage you to join us in our social capital challenge, theartofcharm.com slash challenge, or again, text CHARMED to 33444. It's about improving your networking and connection skills and inspiring those around you to develop a relationship with you, both personal and professional. It will make you a better networker. It will make you a better connector. And if you want to have some accountability, you can invite your friends as well. That's theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text CHARMED to 33444 and they can join the challenge too. All right, here's Kim Seltzer. One of the things that we get a lot on the show from our male and female listeners alike, but it seems to skew more towards females, is the whole body image issue. And I don't like to play PC. So when I talk to guys, I know a lot of guys that grew up, I am a guy. So let's not pretend that like, oh, there's a guy out there for every girl and every type. Like that may statistically be true, but guys at some level are using the appearance to judge attractiveness, let's not beat around the bush. The problem with that is then, women have this weird sense of body image or like a dysmorphia where even when they are completely within the realm of acceptable slash cute slash whatever, it can become not enough. Or somebody can be a little bit curvier but then one or two outlier rejections or something skew them so they're like, I'm so fat, no one will ever love me, even if, again, they're totally within that realm. And I know women that are skinny, are not skinny, are attractive, are not that attractive, and all of them have kind of the same shared weird issue of body image not being something that they're satisfied with. Mm, yeah. And there's this whole counter movement where they're like, you gotta accept me as I am, which is kind of equally not healthy, because it's like, well, okay, that might work sometimes, but it's kind of like those guys who wear jerseys, and they're like, she gotta love me for who I am, and it's like, you look like crap, unlikely. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Well, and the thing is, is I find that this is true, too, with both genders. Look, at the end of the day, yeah, every, there's different body shapes. There's different sizes. People are with different heights, different ethnicity. 
But the end of the day, and this is what I find to be true, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when I coach men and women, they all say this. When people love themselves, that is what is attractive. Right. So no matter what shape or form they are at, I remember I was coaching this guy and I was trying to figure out like what he found sexy. So this woman walks by and she's like the stick figure blonde. She's really pretty. There was no doubt. But I wanted to see if he thought she was sexy. I said, so you think she's sexy? And he's like, well, she's pretty, but nah, not really. So, hmm, interesting. So 30 seconds later, this woman walks by. Heavier set, shorter, but boy, was she working it. Like, you could tell she was loving herself, right? And she walks on by, and she takes a look in his eye, and she just, like, gives a smile, and then just keeps walking. And I said, so you think she's sexy? He's like, oh, yeah. You know? So what was it? But here's the problem with this. Here's a variable that skews everything. We know that accessible women become rated as more attractive. So... How do we know that's not what's at play here? Because it could have just been that the one who seemed to like him seemed sexier because she was more attainable. True, but there's so many variables. Like, that could be one factor, but the other fact is that she could have just confidence with who she is and she's not getting caught up. Like, the first one, she definitely was stiff. She looked kind of, like, not secure with herself. Yeah, unhappy, maybe right. even. even with her body language. I think with a lot of people, especially when women have to sort of rely on getting approached by guys, which is like the worst position to be in, you're sort of passively hoping that somebody that you're interested in will actually make the first move. And again, super generalizing here, but a lot of women will think, oh, guys aren't approaching me, why? And it's only up to your imagination to fill in the blanks. So the only thing you can assume, since you haven't spoken with anybody, is that somehow you're physically unattractive. And of course, the first thing they're gonna go to is, most likely the body. It becomes tough because on the other hand, they don't want to just be desired for the way that they look either. Right. But here's the thing. And this is what I teach women like is to not be so passive and just kind of hoping that a guy is going to approach them. And we did a whole show on this. Yeah, of how did. to be how to make it look like it's our idea as a man. Well, versus... OK, you can put it like that <laughs> or <laughs> you can look at it as Look, this is how women drop the hanky, so to speak, to get right. a signal. Like most guys are looking for that signal and a lot of women are really closed off. But here's the deal on the body language and the body itself is, you know, knowing how to dress, knowing what body type you are, what guys find sexy. Like a lot of women don't even pay attention to that. So cute emails from people who are like, how dare you recommend that we dress to be attractive to the opposite sex? I, have you not heard that before? No. Really? You haven't seen that there's a whole movement of people out there that resent the idea that they would need to dress a certain way to attract somebody else. Well, no, that I do hear. But at the end of the day, look, again, I don't want to change from man. If man doesn't like me, then F them. Like, I mean, I hear that all the time. <laughs> right. And I always tell these women, look. It's not about changing who you are. It's about changing the packaging. It's marketing yourself. So a guy gets to know who you are, right? We're talking about marketing yourself. Really. Okay, I can dig that. All right, so it's not changing the essence of you. And, and in fact, it's really important for me to understand who a woman is and their lifestyle and like even what kind of style they like so that I can help them get clothes and teach them about the brands so that they know what to put on their body to achieve that, right? Half the battle is just knowing that stuff. And a lot of women walk into the department store, they get overwhelmed, they pick the wrong things, they say, oh, I have a horrible body, and they leave. All right, let's back up the truck a little bit, because 
where does the body image stuff start? For me, I'm only dealing with adults here at The Art of Charm, right? Adult guys and girls, and so where does this stuff begin? Especially for the parents out there, it might help to know kind of where these patterns install themselves so we can either look in ourselves and figure out where they might come from, because I feel like identifying the source of something, it helps us make it a little bit less like this is reality and more, oh, I see that was colored at some point by this experience. Does that make sense? Oh my God, totally. And this is why being a therapist, it's really helpful when I work with people on this stuff because our past is connected to the future and the choices we make, the patterns that get created, even with the choice of our clothes, our experience around shopping and our body image and confidence, right? So it really does start early on. And actually research shows that it usually starts before the age seven, Messages we got from our family of origin, friends, and women in particular, it's even harder because we get reinforced and socialized to look good. Like this is kind of almost the mantra to our confidence is like, if you look good, then you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, and you feel like crap, and you look like crap, then you're going to be crappy. And it's really hard on women. And there's a lot of components. It's not just the childhood. And nowadays, we have social media to deal with, messages. Oh my God, I have had a slew of clients that I literally had to put them on a social media fast because they were comparing themselves to their friends, to other people. Yeah, oh yeah. That I had to have them get off of that so they can just focus on themselves. Because with all that input coming in, we can't really focus on changing what's happening inside, right? Because it's like trying to dry off and polish your car, but it's raining outside. Yeah. <laughs> right, It's exactly. like, what's going on here? And it's just constant. So as soon as that turns off, then you can like, repaint, for example. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Going on a social media fast could be a really good tip, actually, especially if you find yourself constantly looking through feeds and going, why aren't I doing that? Why aren't I looking like that? That advice is great for both body image and for entrepreneurs running a business. You know, every time you go on Facebook, oh, just got back from my mastermind in Tahiti where I ran a group of 26 people doing this and that. And it's really easy to be like, why aren't I running masterminds in Tahiti? Yeah, and let's face it, there's Photoshop. Mm -hmm. There's like great apps out there that make you look amazing. And nobody's really posting bad things. Mastermind in Tahiti was fun. Too bad I'm $13,000 in the hole. <laughs> in debt, no, yeah, yeah, nobody exactly. posts that. <laughs> and nobody posts like a body part that they hate, you know, like fat hanging out. Like, right. Oh, look at my beautiful body. You know what I'm saying? Here's so, that part of my arm that it will never <laughs> that, be firm that's again. That's really fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we get this like skewed image of, first of all, what is supposed to be beautiful and perfect. And then we look at ourselves and we feel really bad about ourselves. So, yeah. Social media fast for everyone. There was this one woman, actually, who came from the other term. Oh, nice. That was one of the exercises I did with her because every time I was doing all these strength exercises, which I'm going to share on the show today, and we're really working on herself, and then she would go on social media, and it would, like, literally wipe out any work. Yeah, starting from scratch every single... Yeah, I said, you know what? Instead, I want you to take a bunch of selfies and make a Pinterest board and do a secret board and only look at you and only the stuff that you love about you. And I really had to like help her focus on herself until she started seeing herself in a different light without all the noise out there. And it really helped her. And then you have to build that base and be strong enough then to weather the storm of looking at other people's stuff. Exactly. And slowly we, you know, got back at it where she was in a healthier state. But look, a lot of times we look for that when we're unhappy in ourselves. When we're empty and unhappy, we look for outside validation. We look at others and then we criticize others. But really we're criticizing ourselves. And this is where the confidence is, right? Like we're talking about body image and confidence. And 
Actually, my definition is different than maybe others. I believe that confidence is experience. And when somebody isn't experienced in something, that's when we're not feeling confident. Like we're confident in our jobs because we know it. When we first started, we weren't so confident. So those of you who are not confident with your body image, yeah, I invite all of you to think about what messages you got growing up, like what Jordan was saying. What are you facing on a daily basis? What do you do for a living? What is your experience around shopping? And so if you really get a baseline on where things are coming from, then it will help you in the future. Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny. What about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify. That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling your own fire merch or promoting your productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And AJ, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash charm. Go to shopify.com slash charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash charm. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. 
Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. This makes sense. Childhood and family dynamics, not much we can do about that right now as adults, other than if we see it happening in somebody else's family or in our own family to maybe try to mitigate. But let's not go down that road just yet. And then the societal messages from women from television, media, social media, especially being particularly bad. Because when you look at media, let me just give a male-oriented example. It's easy for a guy to go, oh man, George Clooney, he's got a lot of cool toys, and Richard Branson's got a lot of cool stuff. It's different when it's the guy you grew up with who had the exact same upstart as you, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. crap. You can't right. go, oh, well, that's George Clooney, he's a movie star. You go, yep, that's Tom, we grew up next door, looks like he's doing much better than I am. It's not good for you. Maybe that's good for George Clooney or Tom or whatever's doing it, but then you have to look at your life and focus on the things that are going well instead. Like, maybe your success is different than theirs. Well, right. Well, what we've said before with respect to this is that we're always comparing our blooper reel with other people's highlight reel. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because you're taking your lowest point and you're looking yeah. at that and you're going, oh, look at this. And of course, by the design of the filter, their highest point, their social media, look at my new car. Meanwhile, you just got back from working in your yard and your lawnmower shat the bed, right? right? So you're like, I can't even get a working lawnmower until I've got a Ferrari, damn it. I hate that guy and I hate my life. Yeah, it's really easy to do. So we need to work on a formula towards a confident body image, turning off negative influences, at least temporarily, because it's kind of weird slash impossible to be off Facebook, off of the internet, no television, that would be really difficult and, and kind of weird to permanently do. But what is the formula, especially for the ladies out there, to start to craft a confident body image where there may not be one so far, or that is faltering? Yeah, you know, I have a lot of things that I do that I work with women. The very first thing is I have them fill out an image assessment. So I see kind of what their image goals are, understanding, too, what's difficult for them and finding out where they're not confident and getting a good family history on maybe some of the messages they got growing up. And before we even go into the store, I like to also get a feel for what they like about their body. Here's the other thing about women that we've been socialized not to really be like loving our body parts, you know, to stand up and say, hey, I love my butt. And I'll even do that in seminars. I'll have the women stand up and say, what part of your body do you really love? And a lot of women have tremendous trouble doing that. Or they'll say, you know, people tell me that I have a really good chest. I'm like, no, I don't want to hear what other, other people, people think. Yeah, I also, want you. who's telling you that? That's yeah, creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, really having women look in the mirror, I say, I want to know what parts you love, not the parts that you don't. Because yeah. women usually go to what they don't like. And then from there, it's teaching them about some clothes that's going to flatter their body type. And so that's the second part of the formula is teaching them what their body type is. So you have to, what, make a list of body parts of your own that you like? Sometimes. How important is it to tell other it people? It depends, like, if I get my hands on them and they're actually meeting me and shopping, or if I do, I do virtual makeovers too, so sometimes I'll have them just fill it out and write that out. But yeah, there's something really powerful about writing it out, saying it out loud, and really owning it. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to help me also determine what kind of clothes to wear. Because the overall goal is that you want to showcase you know, the body parts that you really feel good about and de-emphasize the ones you don't. And that's going to help with your confidence. Nice. Okay. So write it out, list it out. 
You mentioned body type a minute ago. What is it about body type? First of all, what does that even mean? Yeah, the body type, and I really, I want everyone to hear that this is not about weight distribution. This is about bone structure. Okay, because okay? that's immediately, obviously, it's where women, what I yeah. like I, was thinking you meant. Right, and when I go up, and I do a lot of speaking, and I'll go up with like a tape measure. Sounds like the most humiliating totally, thing in yeah, the world. Yeah, women, I'm like, okay, ladies, this has nothing to do with it. Yeah. So it's your bone structure, and basically what you're doing is you're measuring your shoulders, your waist, and your hips. Once you do that, it'll determine what body type you are. There are five. What you're always trying to achieve, which is a balanced silhouette, it means that your shoulders and your hips are evenly distributed and your waist goes in one or two inches. That's an hourglass figure. Now, most women are not true hourglass figures. So you need to learn how to kind of achieve that symmetry. So then we have that. We have inverted triangle, so your shoulders are wider than your hips. We have triangle, your shoulders are smaller than your hips. Rectangle, your shoulders, your hips, and your waist are all the same, or boyish cut, sometimes people call it. Okay. And the last one is diamond, and I coined the term diamond because, especially as women, we get older, go through menopause, we, this is the only one that has to do with weight. We get a little soft in the middle. And so that is the only kind of body type that can be combined with the others. But here's the cool thing is if you go to my website, seltzerstyle.com, okay. you can actually get a free body type booklet that'll help you do the measurements. And then it tells you what clothes flatter your figure and what clothes to stay away from. And so once you know, shopping becomes so much easier and it's actually kind of fun. Because it'll actually look good. You already know it's going to look good. Exactly. Exactly. So that really helps too. And it's funny because women, a lot of times they don't know what their body type are. And when I say, did you know you're a true hourglass? You should see the looks on people's faces. They're like, I'm an hourglass. Like they feel it's like it's better to label princess, it something you know? like that than it is to go what you're thinking in your head, which is, well, my butt's a little fat and right. I have fat calves, but exactly. also my shoulders are really broad. Right. So I can't wear that, 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 or that. Yeah. Well, hourglass sounds nicer. And hourglass is nicer. And it's true. And because that woman was probably focused on, well, I don't have big enough breasts. And instead, when I tell her, you're perfectly symmetrical, we just need to get clothes that really showcase that. And we can enhance your boobs, no problem. There's great bras for that. So, yeah, that really does help with women's confidence, believe it or not, once they know what they love about their body and what their body type is and what clothes flat. Them. And we can link to that body type cheat sheet or whatever in the show notes that you've got. The lady. The guys might be like, not feeling so hourglassy. Well, guys only have three body types. Which are? Well, it's really kind of like, and they don't have fancy terms because guys don't like have fancy terms. I can, but, yeah. Skinny. But, yeah, skinny. Bulky. You got middle. it. <laughs> you got <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are simple. I love shopping with guys. Guys are the best because you guys are about being efficient and effective. We want to get the hell you out. You want to get the hell out. You're like hunters, right? So when you go into the store, you're like, just tell me what looks good. I will get five of them and we're out right. of Right. Guys are like, I'm going to rappel down from the third floor into the men's section to avoid walking through any other part of this mall. Yeah. Go straight to where you are in the, you know, dockers area. Yeah. Grab three pair that actually fit. Mm -hmm. Grab some socks to go with it and run out the front door. But here's the cool the thing. Car I just I'm, I gotta plug guys for a second. I love shopping with them because 
like guys just want to please, right? And if they know that a woman likes the way that things look on his body, he's like, cool, I'm, yeah. I'm game, I'm, I'm down. I'm in. And you don't get paid by the hour, so it doesn't matter how long it takes you to shop. <laughs> <laughs> right, I just have packages. So, right. yeah, no, it's great. And the other thing is, is that guys too, you should see how confident guys are when they walk out of the store, when they have something new and women are noticing them. I feel like that too. I get new clothes and I'm like, I gotta wear this. Even if it's like a black V-neck t-shirt, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wear this tonight. And yeah. Jenny's like, okay, who cares? I think that the biggest problem guys have is that their clothes are always two or three sizes too big. Yes. I feel like we've maybe mentioned this years ago, mm-hmm. the clothes often wear the guys. And I see this all the time, even in professional men, where the suit doesn't quite fit right, a $40 tailoring job would have done wonders for the suit, or guys lose weight, or worse, they gain it, and they don't change clothing. Oh my God. Hey, you need to tuck that shirt in, and also I can see skin coming out from underneath (laughs) this button down, so you need to not, right? Yeah, and you know, that's a problem actually, both for men and women. When they lose weight, they don't see their new bodies. Right. And so they carry themselves and they look at themselves in the mirror as the one that was, you know, larger. And so they literally don't see themselves. And there's a lot of studies on that, actually. I totally get that. I own belts. I got belts a long time ago because I was losing weight and stuff like that. And I wasn't going to buy new pants. But I had a problem. At one point, my ex-girlfriend was like, you keep pulling your pants up. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, well, they're falling down. And she's like, you lost 10 or 15 pounds over the last six months, you need to get new pants. And I was like, I like these pants. So I bought a belt instead. Now I wear belts with everything. Right. But there are certain pairs of pants that I still have because I am a guy that won't change anytime soon. And I'm just like, not get rid of these pants. But I have to have a belt on like notch four to keep it in because you're right, you don't see the new body. And there's a part of me that's like, well, might go back to the other way, not getting any younger, you know, that type of thing. Right, in fear of going back. Well, the other thing, too, is I find guys even more so than women, you guys more are into comfort, and you don't want to look too metro. That's what I hear all the time from guys, like, I don't want to look metro, I don't want to look, you know, like... I haven't heard that in a long time. Oh, my God, I've heard that so many times, and it's like... Metrosexual being, like... yeah. A guy who wears pastels and things like that or yeah or it's like they don't want to look too trendy because it won't look masculine you know and they have in their minds you know what that is all about but so really it's teaching guys about their style their body type too and what women like and what's the updated version of like the 1990s acid wash jeans with please you remember those i saw somebody wearing acid wash jeans this weekend really but she also had black lipstick so it was kind of like <laughs> i'm ironically wearing these acid wash jeans oh my god what were we thinking i don't know who we is i never had acid wash oh jeans. i did i admit it and here i am an image consultant never. i admit it and i had the feathered hair but anyway What about the pressure to buy things that are trendy? Especially for women, I feel like there's a lot of pressure. I I won't even give an example because it's going to be crummy. It's going to be like handbag related, which has nothing to do with body type. But I feel like there's a lot of pressure, especially for younger women. They want what their friends have. Well, right. Well, here's the thing. There's a difference between fashion and style. So I just want to highlight that. Fashion is what you're talking about, Jordan, and that is the trendy stuff, the things that come and go. And then we have style and finding a personal style. That's something that's everlasting. That says a story about you and who you are. And so that's the first thing is know the distinction. Now, when you want to keep up with things that are trendy and you like the way things look in magazines and on the mannequins, 
It goes back to your body type and how much money in your budget and all of that. Because if you love the style of these high neck dresses, but you have like a double D breasts, it's not going to work for your body type. So you can look on it in the mannequin all you want and say, that's great, but it's not going to you know flatter you. So again, once you know, you know who you are with your body type, that's half the battle. And the thing is, you don't have to break the bank to buy the trendy stuff. I recommend if you know that it's something that's going to be out of style, then... I wouldn't spend a lot of money on it. Right, like the 80s vinyl. A vinyl. With oh the shoulder pads. God, Remember the vinyl. super high 80s shoulder pads? Yeah, like Michael Jackson, I think, wore in Thriller. Is that what you're talking kind, about? Yeah, yeah, like that fabric. Right. Only if I Google 80s share, I feel like we're going to get something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, I totally remember the vinyl. Everything old is new again, but then when it becomes Some new. Some things are not, though. Like 80s share, no one is like, oh, I'm going to. Do oh one of these. God, I mean, look at, look at, that at this. Picture. Look at. Well, you see that in Vegas, I guess. Yeah. Google 80s <laughs> share. I mean, just pick any of the pictures, actually. Back then, was she even in style? Like, I don't know. She always had her own thing. Like, that's a perfect example of someone who had her own personal style that she never really went with. That could be very true. I can see that. I mean, she's a rock star. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data. And a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com charm. Just go to Indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before the show, we were talking about clothing that enhances your confidence versus clothing that depletes it. That might be self-explanatory, but I want to know how to test for this when we're buying something new before we leave the store. Because... I think every human who's gone shopping for something to try to look better has done this. You buy something in the store and you're like, I feel like it's good, my friend said it was good, the sales lady said it was good, or whoever, and then you get it home and you're like, why the hell did I buy this? I'm angry that I bought this and I just feel bad looking at it. Sometimes you can return it, but sometimes you bought it while you were far away from home or it's got a weird return policy or it's a boutique and it's gonna be a pain. 
how do you test for this? I feel like it does psychological damage to buy something, be excited about it, then put it on and hate it. There's like a scar there. Psychological da- Do you want to talk about that? I don't. I want you to talk about uh, okay. it. I'm burying this problem. Yeah, burying. We can put Band-Aids on it. But there's actually a really easy thing that I teach clients to do around this. So the first thing before you even go shopping, take a look in your closet Everybody has a go-to outfit. Like if you have a date or a social event or an interview, I'm sure that you have something in your closet that's like, oh yeah, I'm grabbing that. Look at that outfit, put it on and determine what is it that you like about that? Is it the cut? Is it the color? Have you been reinforced in it? Like people tell you, oh my God, you look really good in that and figure out what it is about that kind of outfit and clothes and get more of it. Because it's usually the cut, the color, the way it's sitting on you. It could also be the fabric and the way that it feels. You like the way you feel in it. That's the other thing. Some people are visual. Some people are tactile. Some, You know, like the way that even we get attracted to clothes. So then when you go to the store, when you buy something, make sure you really are understanding why you're buying something. Are you buying something because it's on sale? Are you buying something because, yeah, the personal shopper said, oh, yeah, you should buy this. And by the way, it's the worst because there's so many. They just want to make a commission. I've been in the stores and we'll tell people that they look really good in something and they look like crap. It's the worst. So if you really know yourself and your body and your colors, you will feel confident. The other thing is there's clothes that deplete your confidence, such as even on a date, if you have like a run in your nylon or tears in your sweater and you're like fidgeting with it. Again, it's like almost practical stuff, but it's good things to keep in mind and that'll help you. So going into everyone's story and looking at kind of how the story has built some of these insecurities in the first place, you've got a cool kind of eight track metaphor, which is funny because (laughs) <laughs> it's a metaphor based on something that a lot of people listening to have never even seen. I know I thought of that when I was thinking. So the people who are really young out there, anyone actually younger than me. So eight tracks were this thing of the past. I'm Google image searching eight track tape because yeah, I don't like even I, know what this looks like. I f- kind of forgot what they looked like. But yeah, we thought they were the hottest thing in terms of like how we played music. The thing is, is that they don't, exist any longer. You can't even get an 8-track player to play the 8-track. Great metaphor then. Right? So our past, I feel like, is our 8-track. And we continually try to play our 8-track tape, yet it's no longer valid. It doesn't work. So I love helping people kind of change their story and their 8-track tape so to speak, so that they create kind of the new story about themselves. This looks like Atari video game cartridges. Oh my God, Atari. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's all the same era. Yeah, you're right. They probably made the cartridges look like A-Tracks. Exactly, exactly. I know, it's iconic. So, you know, helping clients kind of rewrite their story and creating a new sense of themselves. And I know that's kind of like, in theory, that sounds great, but how do I do that, right? Yeah, because everybody's like, oh, I want to reprogram myself so that I don't smoke anymore and I look right. taller or whatever. I don't know. It's so, tough, yeah. Like you, at the Art of Charm, I'm all about action. What I tell people to do is I do this kind of exercise with people. One of the things is that I have them kind of remember some of the old messages that they got growing up and I have them jot it down. And so this relates to the body confidence and the image. So, you know, a lot of women had been told they're not good enough or why are you wearing that? Or you should look like Susie or anything that was kind of negative back then that really sticks with you, believe it or not, even as an adult. 
and write down all the old messages that you got growing up. And then on the other column, kind of rewriting them. So what you think and what you want for yourself to be true. So if you always heard you're not good enough, you debunk that myth and say, I am good enough because, and you pick out something that you like about yourself. So you're constantly going through these messages and telling yourself what is good about yourself. Then how do we reprogram it? I mean, that's through obviously coaching and work and doing the work, but overall, I think it's a good way to kind of get started with just fundamentally how you feel. I did this exercise actually with a woman and we actually got something that looked like an eight track tape and we put all these messages on the eight track tape and she smashed it. And then she made her new self and then put the new messages on it and whatever that version of herself looked like. But what makes it stick after the cool hammer ceremony? I mean, it's so easy to be like, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people, people like, like me. People like me. You know, you go to the store and you try on some clothes and you Is look like crap. Stuart Smalley? It was. Oh my God. Like, we're so retro share. Right now. We have the 8-track tapes. What can I say? It's because I'm you old. You make me older. Yeah, um. <laughs> I knew, see, I, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, so how do you make it stick? So Especially you know, when in the face of what you might view as evidence to the contrary, where it's you go and you try on your clothes and you're like, oh, this doesn't fit because I'm fat and no one will love me, right? Right. That's what happens. Okay, so I'll give you an example. So let's say a woman says, I'm not feminine enough. Guys don't like me because I'm not feminine or, you know, whatever it is. And actually she was kind of told that or she was a tomboy growing up. And so going shopping and actually having her wear something that she would never wear, such as heels or a dress, and then just wear it almost as a costume and see how she feels in it and then see how guys are reacting to her. And those of you who know my story, that's kind of what happened to me. Not that I was a tomboy, but I was in my mommy clothes and I slowly had to transform into like dating version of myself. I had no idea like what I even looked like because I just saw myself as a mom, frumpy mom. Mm -hmm. And so then when I started wearing dresses, incorporating color and actually being okay with being seen, I realized that my confidence started growing. And I truly have seen that. I've seen women walk out of the, in a new wardrobe, a dress, out of the dressing room. And actually they walk different. They're smiling, their attitude. And so that carries through. So a little bit at a time, it's almost like a domino effect. And soon it will become you. Right, I see. So you're sort of, you're almost anchoring these new clothes to different levels of self-confidence, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And so you're building your personal style, you're building up your, your secret Pinterest vision board or whatever to boost yourself up, taking your selfies, daring yourself to be a little bit more out there. What else? Is there anything else? Yeah. And then like overall, and this is a good exercise. I have this strength exercise that I use, and this is not just about your image, but just overall confidence. And that is, I have people write three things that they love about themselves in four different areas. The first is what they like about themselves physically. And again, it has to be true to what they see and when they look in the mirror, not what friends tell them. The second is what they love about their personality. Third is skills and talents. And then the fourth is what they offer in a relationship. And then after you do that exercise, usually there's a category that's harder than the other ones. So why is it hard for me to say or come up with three things that I love about my body or physical features? So what do we do when we find the harder? So 
I actually said it early in the show about the physical things, you know, looking in the mirror and getting clothes that enhance that and really getting used to and liking the attention and getting used to it. Journaling is also great because I have people do daily journaling about their experiences, you know, doing something different. And usually it's a good chart for themselves because they see where they started. And then over time, as they're really working on the stuff and getting used to the new you of them, then they see kind of like a track record. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I thought of myself back then, mm-hmm. like in three months ago. So that's a really cool thing to do. So this is cool. And we'll outline a lot of this in the show notes. It's funny because a lot of this stuff is specifically for women, but I feel like some of it is very unisex. Guys could totally obviously journal, daring ourselves to wear different things that are a little bit more outside our comfort zone that make us actually feel good. Almost everything we've mentioned is actually applicable here. It's just that I feel like the problem of body image affects more women generally than it does men at least in the modern stereotype of that. I think that men aren't as hard on themselves. That's why, like, when I shop with a man, it takes two hours versus a woman because they don't get caught up in all that. And, again, the messages we get from society and the reinforcement we get from others in terms of attraction. Because let's face it, like, women are a little more forgiving Mm -hmm. when a man maybe doesn't have, like, the perfect body. But I will say, if a man is dressed well and he has a good personality, we'll forgive a lot of the physical stuff, right? Yeah. That's true. Well, in my experience. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Kim. This has been great. Thank you. It's fun as always. Great show with Kim, as usual. Really interested in these topics, both as they relate to men and women. And frankly, I just could not ignore the clamor, to be a little dramatic, from the AOC sisters who just wanted information more geared towards them. I mean, we're clearly ignoring a segment of our audience here. And while I can only speak to my experience as a man, Kimberly brings great experience both as a female and as a therapist and as a coach. So I hope that was useful for everybody. I found it fascinating. And uh, there's a few more of those where that came from. If you enjoyed that, don't forget to thank Kim on Twitter. We'll have that linked in the show notes as well as other resources mentioned on the show. You can tap our album art in most mobile podcast players to see the show notes right on your phone. I'm also on Twitter at The Art of Charm. I'll admit most of what I post is fun, funny, or an attempt at being one of those things, and and I engage a lot with fans there, so enjoy that and hit me up on Twitter at The Art of Charm. Please review and subscribe on iTunes. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud of what we've done here, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. Special thanks to both the Jasons and to Fogarty for their help in production of the Art of Charm podcast. Go ahead, tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else, either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week and leave everything and everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.